0: Hello, my name is Donna Newman and I'm a partner in the finance litigation group at Stevenson Harwood. Welcome to the second in our autumn 2022 series of four short podcasts in which we take a bite-sized look at some key topics that have emerged from court or regulatory decisions over the last year. In this episode, Sophie Mahal, associate in our finance litigation team, will look at the recent case of Lombard North versus European Skyjets which provides some important reminders on how to validly terminate a loan agreement and when the right to terminate may be lost through waiver. Hello, I'm Sophie Mahal and I'm an associate in the finance litigation team. Welcome to this podcast. I'm going to be looking at the recent High Court case of Lombard and Skyjets, which was given in March this year. This case has generated a lot of interest, particularly from lenders. Why is this? It's because the case neatly illustrates what's required to validly terminate a loan agreement and, importantly, when a lender might lose the right to terminate as a result of the principle of waiver, which I think it's fair to say is a somewhat nebulous principle. This case is all the more relevant against the background of the current volatile economic climate. With increasing interest rates, escalating inflation and the looming threat of recession – it's highly likely that we're going to see an increasing number of defaults under credit facilities in the coming months. So lenders are wise to be paying close attention to the SkyJets case. So I'm going to divide this podcast into three parts. First, I'll explain the facts of the SkyJets case. Then I'll explain what the court decided and why. And finally, I'll give you a few practical tips which lenders should be aware of when dealing with a defaulting borrower. I should also say that although the SkyJets case was in the context of a secured loan agreement, and what I'm going to say is all about events of default, all the points about termination and waiver apply to any commercial contract. The background to the SkyJets case was as follows SkyJets, which was an airline business, um, aptly named, took out a loan of around $8.7 million from Lombard to buy a plane. As you would expect, the loan agreement contained the usual acceleration and events of default clauses, including the right to terminate at any time after an event of default by giving notice. Soon afterwards, Skyjet's business came into difficulties, and much to Lombard's frustration, it was often late in paying the monthly instalments. That went on for about three or four years. As a result of those frequent late payments, there were renegotiation discussions between the parties about the terms of repayment. Lombard then started applying penalties and default interest to SkyJet's account. After yet another late payment, Lombard sent SkyJet's an email saying that it considered there was an event of default, but it offered SkyJet's more time to bring the balance of the arrears up to date as a gesture of goodwill. That email was said to be without prejudice, and Lombard said that it reserved all of its rights. A few weeks later, after Lombard was advised that SkyJets was actually insolvent, Lombard decided enough was enough, and it served a termination notice, claiming that there were arrears of nearly $300,000. The notice didn't refer to any other event of default, even though other events of default did exist – including events of default relating to SkyJet's insolvency. Lombard then enforced its security over the plane by selling it for just over $3 million. Unfortunately, that was the beginning of the end for SkyJet's and it went into administration. The security didn't cover the outstanding balance under the loan agreement, and so Lombard then brought a claim for the outstanding balance, which was just under $6 million. SkyJets argued that Lombard wasn't entitled to terminate the loan agreement because it said that there weren't in fact any sums outstanding when the notice was served. So SkyJets counterclaimed for damages for the wrongful termination of the loan agreement and the unlawful sale of its plane to the eye-watering tune of $26 million. So what did the court decide? Well, before explaining who was the winner and who was the loser, there's one piece of information which you need to know, which is that the court found that there weren't in fact any arrears outstanding when the termination notice was served. So Lombard's claim in the notice that $300,000 or so was outstanding was wrong. But as I mentioned, other events of default existed, but they hadn't been specified in the termination notice. So on that basis, the court had three key questions to ask. Question number one, did it matter that the arrears weren't actually outstanding at the point of termination? In other words, does a breach actually need to be continuing when you serve your termination notice? To most of us, the intuitive answer to this question is yes. The idea that you could terminate a loan agreement which might be worth millions of dollars when the relevant breach has since been remedied seems a little surprising. Well, not to the judge in this case. He confirmed that the breach, in this case the non-payment resulting in the arrears, didn't need to be continuing when the termination notice was sent. A past breach which had since been remedied was sufficient to terminate the loan agreement. The reason was because the loan agreement said that it could be terminated, and these were the magic words, at any time after an event of default the court also said that even a sum as small as $179 would have been sufficient to justify termination of this eight to $9 million loan. Let's just digest that for a minute. The effect of this is that, in theory, a payment of, say, $179 in the context of a multi-million dollar loan agreement that was paid late a year ago would entitle a lender to rely on it to terminate the loan agreement and accelerate the facility. That's a pretty terrifying prospect for a borrower. And that leads us on to question number two. Did Lombard waive the right to terminate for the arrears? The answer to this question was yes. The waiver arose from Lombard's email which said that it would give Skyjets more time to pay the arrears and by Lombard applying and demanding default interest and penalties, the without prejudice and reservation of rights language and the standard no waiver clause that was in the loan agreement didn't prevent this. So, at this point, Lombard's in slightly hot water because it's waived the right to terminate for the historic arrears and it's now facing a counterclaim of $26 million. Question number three. Could Lombard rely on another event of default to validate its termination notice? The answer, thankfully for Lombard, was yes, it could. Lombard could rely on other events of default, even though they weren't specified in the termination notice, including events of default arising out of SkyJet's insolvency. It didn't matter that those reasons weren't specified in the termination notice. The loan agreement didn't require the reason for termination to be specified. Lombard was therefore entitled to terminate the loan agreement and to accelerate the facility by relying on events of default that weren't included in the termination notice. Did you anticipate all of those findings? If you didn't, I wouldn't blame you, and this is why the case has generated a lot of interest, even though the case doesn't actually establish any new legal principles. So, Practical points for lenders. Number one, reserve your rights. As soon as a default is on the horizon, lenders should decide quickly whether they want to accelerate and terminate the loan agreement. While deciding, they should try and preserve their rights. They can do this by sending a detailed reservation of rights letter. Although Lombard's attempt to reserve its rights in the SkyJets case didn't work, Reservation of rights language can be effective, and it's therefore an important first step to take. Number two, have in mind that past breaches may justify termination, like in the SkyJets case. Whether or not a lender can rely on a past breach and use that to terminate the loan agreement depends on how the loan agreement is worded. A clause which entitles a lender to terminate at any time, like in the SkyJets case, May on the face of it allow the lender to terminate for historic breaches of the loan agreement. This is the way that many loan agreements are drafted because it reflects the standard LMA wording. So it's clearly a powerful tool in a lender's armoury. Number three, be very careful not to waive the right to terminate. A lender is likely to lose the right to terminate if it acts in a way which is viewed as being inconsistent with the termination of the loan agreement. A common example is where a lender applies default interest or late payment charges after the event of default occurs that the lender wants to rely on. There are mechanisms which can reduce the risk of a lender losing their right to terminate, for example, labelling communications without prejudice and using language which seeks to reserve a lender's rights, but these are by no means fail-safe, as the SkyJet's case demonstrates. And if you successfully navigate all of these issues and you get to the point of preparing a termination notice, then practical point number four is, think about whether the termination notice needs to specify the event of default. If it does, then this needs to be clearly set out to avoid the risk that the notice is found to be invalid. However, if like the SkyJets case, the loan agreement doesn't require the event of default to be specified, then it might be better not to say what the event of default is to keep your powder dry. These are the substantive takeaway points, but if you only have room in your frontal cortex for one, then let it be this. Involve litigation lawyers at an early stage. These are tricky issues and it will pay dividends getting specialist advice at the outset.